Certified, qualified, certified Westside host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You've tuned in to the greatest show on earth. It's a hard luck show. Indeed. Coming at you from the Pico Youth and Family Center in the city of Santa Monica, California. It's beautiful out today. Sitting next to me is my co-host and partner. Shumahan Bowen. Oh, yeah. There you go. American Indian. Southern Californian. Elegant nice. barbarian running with the devil again. Oh. Come on. Woo! Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Back in 1984. I might need some healing. I might need to be led back to the light. And that's going to happen exactly. today. Exactly. Oh, Come on. believe Woo! that, my brother. Hey. Tomorrow. And it's beautiful audio, by the way. And that is by our musical engineer, Blue Eyes himself. That's right. Sean Lewis, certified audio professional engineer. Hey. For right. the fall. Get down. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, 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 showrunner extraordinaire, Schwartz, Schwartz, not here, not here, not here, Schwartz, where is he? Okay, well, oh, he's crying, he's crying, he's crying. here, okay. okay, Big Pig Mike says he's crying outside, all right, and. but who we do have on visuals Uh-oh. is, Ali, Alibaba and the 40 Thieves. Alibaba and the 40 Thieves. Alibaba and the 40 Thieves. Yeah, Ali on the visuals, you already know. You already know. You already know. You already know. All right. And, and listen, if that didn't wake you up. Listen, like, come on. Yeah. Enough yeah. messing around, enough yeah. playing games, enough yeah. lying to ourselves. All right, guys, Come listen, on. we Come got on. a special show for Come you on. today. Come on. That music you're listening to is part of the set three. Come on. Crew, we've got Pastor Phil in the house today with his son, MJ, yeah. down from Come set three to come visit Woo. us. Come on now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, see up in the house right now. What's up, Pastor Phil, MJ? Yes, sir. What's going on today? It's an honor to be here, man, with the Shumahan and everybody. <laughs> Blue Eyes, you name it. Schwartz. Been man, Alibaba. to get you on. It. Hey, I love it. Love it. It's only been a matter of time, man. I've been wanting to get you on, Phil. Been tuning in, man, getting to know the family, loving all the stuff going on. Yeah. And it's an honor and a privilege to be here with my son, MJ. Oh, yeah. man. Let me just tell you something, by the way. I always liked MJ from when he was a little kid, man, when he had long hair running around. But, you know, I went and sat with him, and we met recently, you know, and I, was, I said to myself, you know, I always liked MJ. So I sat down with him, and we talked. You raised such a good man. This guy Thank is just you. such a solid man. He's a real reflection of you, Phil, and to have both of you right here right now Thank and have you. such a deep uh, history with you guys, knowing you for Big so time. long. It's I'm honored to have you guys both here. Thank you. How long have you known Phil? You said that he had a place just across. Bro, from they um, he see he started. Uh, well, he, his organization organization was going, but they started a whole chapter on Melrose Avenue. Oh yeah. In 1990, was it 92? 92, yeah. 92, because we were there end of 91 into 92, and they set up and they were across the street from us, man. Right. And right. and you want to know something, man? That was a I don't even, uh, I, we were even like, wow, what is this? You guys hit Hollywood with bow. And it was just like this huge movement of energy and talent and faith and, and unity and no color lines. And like, oh, they brought this and motorcycles and motorcycles (laughs) and they were, uh, they were there and we kind of, 
You know, as soon as they kind of started showing up, they could see Supermax store. Esteban Cartoon, me, right, we're all right. psyched, everybody hanging. And so immediately, you know, they came over and introduced who they were and met them. And, and from there, we, they were right across the street from us, man. So, yeah. yeah. Hey, so, wait, 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 wait. So, Big. And this is 92. All right. So, Big Lux, he's in the, the, the Supermax store, right? Right. And you're looking across the street, you're like, right? You're peeping through the window and you're seeing, what are you actually seeing? Motorcycles? And like, yeah, I'm seeing all sorts of. Uh, people pull up, man. Like some of them look like gangsters, some of them look like regular people, and a mix. And I'm like, we're like, who are these people, man? And yeah, they pulled up, Bro. looking like bikers, right? And we're right. like, what the heck? But then a lot of other people started showing up, and it was like families. We're like, and he came over and 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 told us what they were doing, and we were like, what? And we started to see it unfold there. So, so what were you guys doing, Pastor Phil, across the way? What was what was he seeing? What was actually going on over there? What's going on? I'm a, I'm an Anaheim boy, Orange County, and stuff like that. So we were coming to L.A. all the time just for flavor and fun and to reach out to people, just in the name of Jesus, come out loving on people. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was always in an odd misfit, kind of a, a Dennis Rodman of Christianity, if you will. Okay, yeah, I like so that. I'm Any right. plans to go to North Korea anytime soon? <laughs> you never know. Right, right. Yeah, Jesus don't turn away anyone yeah, from the door. Nobody. Uh, all right. So we're going down there, like I says, and I just love him getting down there. I love the movement, love the scene. Then my kid, my son, MJ, is a rapper. Yeah. So him and another son of mine, Chill, they're going yeah. down there. We're going to see Cypress Hill concerts, all this kind of stuff's going on. And so I said, man, I'm going to get into the blend. So I opened up a store, said Free Biker Boutique, right there across the street. Yep. Supermax. Not everybody knows what Supermax means and that stuff, but I do. Right. And so checking this place out you got all these cool duds my kids like wearing all that kind of clothes and you know Street having wear. the la side you know yeah. of them and stuff like that so we just moved right into town there yeah and started setting up shop and meeting people and loving up people going to the clubs hanging out and uh, getting to know hollywood all right I really made a huge impression in that time because even as you went back to Orange County and Belt, you had you had left such a permeated. You I mean you, you had affected so you really made your mark. Now people in Los Angeles yeah. knew who you were. Yeah, that really served like a huge spreading the word in Hollywood. I mean, before that, I don't know if people in Hollywood really, really were that tuned in. But by the time you guys were there, you had really made a mark. Well, little did I know that I'd be back there a couple of years later. The old Queen of Angels Hospital, mm-hmm. buddy of mine bought that place. It was shut down, and I opened up a place. My son, family, all of us in our tribe, bikers, got together, opened up a place called the L.A. International Church and Dream Center, which is the biggest inner city work probably in the world going on still today. So that that was a testing ground for us, being on Melrose and being in Hollywood. And here we are off uh, Alvarado, right in Bird's neighborhood, mm-hmm. Blackbirds. Yep, yep, yep. And so, yeah, that whole thing just led to mixing it up and becoming a big part of L.A. Matter of fact, these guys go hang out, come out of here all the time, eat, do everything like that, and just blend it in because Orange County is a wonderful, beautiful place, but it's a little yeah. bit soft when it comes to artistic values and, you know, organized he lives down there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm a, I, I live out of Costa Mesa. My offices are in Santa Ana. And uh, you're right. It's it's a little it's 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 for a guy that's ready to retire a little bit, you know, have some parking spaces and just chill out or whatever. But but uh, let's not let's not kid ourselves. It's also maybe the bastion of Christianity. No. It's a whole lot of Republicans over there. Yeah. Sure. I mean, the Trinity Broadcasting Network. TBN. Is, you know anything right about that? I do. I know all a lot about it, actually. But I, it's out of that. And I drive by now that place, and it's like, it looked like Disneyland with no electricity. It just shut down. Oh, across it's, from the South Coast. Yeah, yeah that's right, yeah, that's right? right? And it, it looks dope, but it's got no power going to it right well, now. Well, during that's the day, true. back in the 90s, when, like I says, uh, God let me be a powerhouse over there, Jan Krauss, the owner of Trinity Broadcasting Network, biggest Christian network in the world right she used to ride in the back of my harley she's really? one of my uh, lady friends you know and, yeah uh, oh yeah that that place used to beam it out and they let me on there i was a long-haired ponytail guy back in the day right, right. you've posted videos from it before and, yeah. yeah and so they they let me on there and when they went on the network 
it was just brand new, it kind of gave grandmas around the world hope that if that fool can come to God and change right. his life, right. my son, my husband, my daughter, right. my grandkid, all that kind of stuff. So, well, let's just get so right. they let you be the face of that yeah. at that time. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Right, right. But, but let me, let's just get straight to it then because here's a couple of things that I really love. First of all, I love preachers. I do. I was watching this <laughs> redheaded dude named Casey when I was like in third grade. Casey right? Treat? Yes. I know him well. I fucking would watch that dude, and I loved the guy because uh, he was. Now listen, I'm American Indian, so I got my own relationship with Christianity. All right, yeah, all right, we'll, we'll, whatever. Okay, but I still liked preachers because I loved their style, what they were saying. A lot of the messages were good, animated, yeah. And characters. Casey Treat, right? He had that whole. He was kind of like, he was sort of like, um, who's uh, the guy that preaches the? Um, ah, his name starts with an O. He pre- Osteen? Yeah, he Osteen. was like a Joel Osteen before Joel Osteen. Yeah, he was like exactly. a redheaded toe uh, 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 stepbrother of Joel Osteen, right? Uh-huh. Earnest, right? He's so honest, came across so earnest. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. And I watched that. And then also, no, man, and I will watch like T.D. Jakes. Right now, that guy's great too. He's sweating. Oh, yes. Right? He's fucking sweating. Big towel, white Sue falling off. So. <laughs> what is your particular like style, if you will, towards an, an approach strategy, right? Like if you were a samurai, let's say, right? And sword fighting was spreading the word of God and preaching. What is your strategy? What do you do? How do you do it? Well, you know, I've been doing this for the last four decades. So my flavor has changed a whole lot. At mm-hmm. one time, like I said, uh, get right, get left. You know, you're out here, right. turn or burn. I was all that hell, fire and brimstone, did all that, preaching from rooftops, preaching, doing it, doing all that crazy stuff. Yeah. And I always believed it takes a gang to win a gang. So for some reason, I've always attracted the hoodlums, the shot callers, you name yeah, it. You I name, wonder why. You name anybody who's doing anything, like I said, they lived in my homes. Mm-hmm. I had 30 homes, 400 people living in them at a time detoxing them, getting them off of drugs, stuff like that. So it's changed over the years, the flavor. And uh, so, you know, I've never been a Joel Osteen type of right. sweet, like I says. And I'm ghetto fabulous. I mean, I like nice things, but, yeah. you know, I'm a sizzler, man. I don't need <laughs> you know, Mastro's or anything like yeah. that, you know. Right, yeah. right, right. Sizzler. Yeah. Like, give me the buffet and all you can eat shrimp. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Yeah. And let me ask you a question. Did you... So seriously, what is the craziest situation where you did some preaching? Like, was there ever a time that yeah. you jumped up on the hood of a car and, like, took over Detroit? <laughs> like, did you have any of those kind of scenarios? I've, I've done the Pasadena parade, you know, the New Year's parade that they mm-hmm. did. Man, we got right in the parade, led a whole crew of hundreds of them with me. Yeah. Been to Las mm-hmm. Vegas, right on the, sun, on the Las Vegas Strip over there doing it. I mean, you name it. I've done it. I've carried a big 10-foot cross around town, Hollywood Boulevard. Get out of here. Did you do that? You name it. I've become all things to all people. Did it all ways. But when they see a group of bikers, I was the first one getting them. The biker ministries, they call now all churches, to be cool, got it. I started the first skateboard park in Orange County. I mean, you know, I got the first punk rock bands. I had Sublime Band, Bud Goff from that band, help them their music. I toured with Korn doing all them, getting them to do things. Any way to reach people. I'm right. into the Noah's Ark type church. Every two-footed feet, four beasts, whatever thing, you know, getting everybody. Right. So, yeah, all those situations, different ways, any way to reach out to people, you know? We and- thought we – my first thought when you guys first pulled up, when I first saw the bikes pull up, I was like, oh, these are some Mongols that, that are coming. There. That's – because you guys had blacks. Yeah, and it, exactly. And it had like a look almost. Right. And if you didn't know who they were, you were thinking they were somebody like that. Right. You weren't Recently, you guys were about talking about that. Remember? That's my bike club. Remember the on one of the shows recently, you are talking about your little comfort zone, your little family, your community. Right, right. So I started off, like I said, where Christians could be bad boys. Mm-hmm. Right. Where Christians could be cool. You right, know, because right, it was right. always like the ice cream parlor, you know, Pat Boone right, type of, right. you know, lame, lame duck shit that yeah. I, I didn't even go for. Right. And I've always told people when you work in some place, they go, well, if I ran this place, you don't, so shut up. Right. 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 I did the same thing in the church. When I didn't like it, I started my own. 1982, right. I started the first set free 
got every kind of hoodlum in the world, and I've always had the police nervous. I had other Christians nervous, my own people nervous, and they're right. the ones. The Christian mafia is the heaviest, man. Right. They've been on my case forever because, right. You know, I'm uh, vulnerable, and I let my stuff out. I'm very Googleable. I'm easy to find. I've yeah, been, I saw you that. Know, I've been called every cult leader thing. You. I name was just going to ask you about it. There's like criticisms that are out there. They're like, is it a cult? What? And there's a documentary out. Oh no? yeah. What's the documentary? It's called Set Free, no? Set Free Posse. And there's another one coming out soon within a couple of weeks. Of, what's, the, what's the people I told you that represent me? William Morris. William Morris are doing a thing. The agency. They're going in front of Netflix, Hulu, and all mm-hmm. the big boys. You know mm-hmm. that, how that works better than I do. Right. But going out there for a new one, and they're thinking about calling it Soul Snatchers, God and Gangsters, because like, everybody likes that twist. Yeah. Right, and they wanna it, yeah. they wanna create something sensational. It's gonna fucking sell downloads or whatever it is, yeah. and then get down to it. But the, at the end of it all, though, right? At the end of it all, Pastor Phil's there, and he's like, "Look, love it or hate it, this is what it is." Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I had to go there because it really is what it is, and lives are really changed there. And there's a history of them. I mean, multitudes of people's lives that have been changed. People have gotten running businesses now, raising great families. I mean, the the fruits there. But it always has that innuendo. And I have pulled a few stunts over the years as a Christian. Like what? Sober. Like what? I mean, you know, I, I you know, I, I didn't always behave in my marriage, you know. I, okay. I All right. outside that. I understand that. little Jimmy Sorry. Swaggart, a little swaggerty. <laughs> a little <laughs> swaggerty, right? Okay. Not kind of swaggerty, but you know. Right, 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 right. You know. I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm with you. Hey, we're all sinners, no? Right? Like, <laughs> we're all sinners, right? That is for sure. Hey. All right, but yeah. what else? I mean, I, I, well, let me let me ask you this question, and then you can kind of tell me. Because listen, we have a ton of conversations on here, right, where certain details get left out because people are listening. All right, but I did go on, and I was looking at some things, and I was kind of like, there was some pe- some people that may have had some criticisms that you handled, perhaps, or maybe you didn't handle it, right? Like you didn't deal with it. But have you had situations where you've had to go in and sort of? You know, like go into the temple and throw out the money changers? I've had those before, definitely like that. And then because we've even been called, the Mongols are a big, great motorcycle club and all that stuff, but we were actually accused of being their torpedoes. They're the, right. they're hitmen, all right. that type of stuff. Right. Because one of the things that I worked on, we're the only club in the world, only Christian one percenter club in the world, but the only one where all our bikes, certain model, FX style, all black, you know, don't ride ladies on him. It's all men's clubs. So mm. all those things that people would take as cultish, or how come they do that? Mm-hmm. We have our own reasons, our method behind the madness. Right. But at the same time, you know, it gave opportunity for men who want to do more than just, you know, um, some sweetie pie type Christianity. Right. That's where they could be men and come in and, you know, and their past didn't matter, you know, and their looks. And so I developed a group of elite green beret, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, baddest looking club I ever saw still to this day. But pride goes before the fall. Pride, That's Pride true. always goes to destruction. So I got, you know, a few times I got drunk. That's my last little handbook is called How to Build an Empire and How to Burn One Down. Okay. And I let people know I'm probably better at the latter. Right. You know. Right. But, hey, you know, people can be impressed by your successful things you do, but they can be more impacted by your failures that you share with them, how you messed hmm. up. So I'm an expert at helping people on what not to do. Me too. I like that. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. But, yeah, exactly. Oh, I've learned a whole lot from you. I've watched you. You've heard me, man. I hit you up back in the day. Hey, how do I help my son do this business, mm-hmm. do this type of thing, all those type of things. So, you know, you get to watch people's journeys, and it isn't just talk. I mean, you know, like I says, I'm a, I'm the last of the Mohicans, if you don't mind me saying Indian right. type of thing. But last of them, <laughs> they're not around my age any group anymore. And I mean, literally, yeah. I've got, right. you know, just that I'm here and still alive and still doing it. Yeah, you know, you has are. something to say, and you can go by my house. I have a house we call the Magic House. Yep. It's the only black house in Orange County, mm. all black with a big old giant red door over there, and there's parties, get together, and like, but everything's clean and sober over there. Everything's full of love, encouragement, all that stuff. But if you're looking from the outside, it looks like a rough crowd. Right? right. Yeah, it looks like it somebody like could get hurt. Right. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it looks like all that stuff. But that's on purpose. You see, we're we're sheep in wolves' clothing. You know, mm. and we got our own method to our madness of reaching out to people. And when I go on the streets, I go by the name of Chief. I don't say Pastor Phil. Right, that pay right, makes people right. put down their booze right. or put down their smokes or whatever. You know, I let them, hey, I'm Chief. 
That's my nickname. Mm. They want to know where I got the nickname Chief. I go, Chief of Sinners. It's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I just let them know, hey, I'm just one of you, just a regular person. But the times where I got drunk on pride and we started having together, I had a church, like I said, thousands. Mm-hmm. I was on TV and had my own TV show every Friday night. Mm-hmm. Millions of viewers. You know, talk about followers and social media. How it worked. Yeah. That was the shiznit back in the days, right. having that TV program. So I had her on there, but like I said, thought it was untouchable and all that kind of stuff. Next thing you know, I'm in a wreck. Mm-hmm. So I've got a few of those wrecks, you know. Let me ask Man, you. Man, dude, see, you know what, Phil? I don't got guys. I only have a couple that are close to me. Homeboys, like your age. But I don't have guys like you copping to anything. <laughs> they want everybody to believe sure. that they just made it and they don't fuck up. Hey. And, and to have you sit here, man, and be like, yeah, I, I fucked this up and I'm good at fucking that up. And I just have that. Hey. It's like, I need to hear that, bro. Hey, we, 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 we have some friends that are close to us that were running a good one. And then yeah, ship yeah, got burned down, charade. right? But yeah, but hey. true. It's 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 just real, man. And that and that that stigma of like some shady or is it a cult or it's all money? Like I've heard this shit from beginning. Uh, I, I, that little thing in the background or somebody, uh, and I can say on there, uh, my experience and all I've ever seen <laughs> have has always been genuine. I've seen. All, all the different types of people from different walks of life yeah. that have come through set free that are different that put their lives together that that maybe put down a substance and this ain't all about substance bro this is about just changing your life and I've yeah. seen it over years and him be a consistent guy and not run from anything or hide from anything and put himself out there and and when you run it when you run his name by people man it come it comes back good you know it's because he's who he says he is right so let me ask you this what is the I mean, uh, what is the best or one of the biggest miracles that you've ever been a part of? Well, I've got to start with myself, okay? okay? You know, I'm just getting ready to celebrate 45 years married. Congratulations. You know, I got six children. I got 23 grandchildren. Damn. I mean, I got just like MJ's sons. I got them ready to go into Christian University. I mean, so I'll, I'll, st- I'll start off with myself first off. Secondly, I'll start off with my, I'm married to a beautiful Sicilian woman. Okay. And yes. Yes. Half Sicilian. Because I'm our man. <laughs> because I'm Mexican and I can call my wife Italian. She doesn't like that. Right. But I, I, right. I consider us little Italians. Right. 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 And so all these kids, the fruit and stuff like that. But then I've got to my in-laws. All of them were all hardcore Catholic. All of them came to know the Lord, became part of Set Free. My father-in-law was a Set Free pastor in Ocean Beach, California. And then uh, other miracle is, is today you could go to Montana, you could go to Texas, you could go all over the Inland Empire, Set Free's Gold Coast, Australia, New Zealand, you know, I mean, all these different places. Right. People have started that type of miracles. But have you ever been in a situation where through some serious prayer you saw something miraculous happen that only God could explain? Where you're like... I don't know what it was, or I don't know what happened. Somebody, sometimes, well, listen, I went to YMCA camp, okay? And it was run by, um, like, they, they, we had all our cabins had a Christian dude in it, and he was telling us whatever, right? And he, and I was like a little fat kid. I was probably like maybe in fifth grade, probably 200 pounds. Crazy. I mean, fucking not straight bone in my body. And I went in there, and this, this, this pastor dude sat us down, and we were talking about it, and he said to me, he goes, listen, you don't ever have to fight again. And I was kind of perking up to that because I'm like, man, when you're fat, you got to fucking kind of scrap a little bit. <laughs> and he's like, I was surrounded and a guy came up to me and he put his fist up like this. And I'm a Christian. So I looked at him and I said, by the power of Jesus, you can't punch me. And he couldn't. He wasn't able to punch me. And I heard that, right? And I, that's a true story, Sean. Don't laugh. And I heard that, and I was like, I'm not trying that. That sounds like I'm going to get punched in the face. So I'm asking you honestly, and I'm being for real. I'm telling a little bit of a joke, but it's true. Has you ever been in a situation where you prayed or it's only God could explain this situation here? And I'm not even maybe going to call it a miracle. I'm not even going to say that as chief, but I'm going to say like only God could explain that. Have you ever? What's the best one or the interesting one that you've you've encountered? You know what? I'm not that type of a Bible believing Christian. Wow. That, that I've hung out with a guy named Benny Hinn. 
Dude, I was going to ask you I about that, I had him dude. on the back of my motorcycle. Get the fuck out of here. He stayed in my house. Get the fuck out hey, of here. I, I With the I'm, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, the plugs. Grace. The plugs. The whole yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. I love that guy. Listen, I watched that guy. You excited, this guy. No, 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 no. No, because listen. And maybe. What the hell are you doing your downtime, bro? Do you watch him preachers on TV, motherfucker? Now we found out he's so smart out here. Hey, listen. You want to be a good lawyer? You want to get in front of a jury? You want to know how to talk yeah, to yeah, people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You watch guys like Benny Hinn. Because okay. let me tell you something. All right, that's the guy with the jacket. Right? Listen, let me. Let me yeah. Shh, everyone. Shh, everyone. Shh, I'm gonna tell you who it is. Okay, because that man deserves his own show. All right. Now, now, Chief, you can set me straight. I'm saying this. You're not saying this. So I don't want anybody getting yeah. any wrong ideas because I don't even know what your guys' relationship. But this is what I'm gonna say. Right? My grandma, step grandma Luella from. Eastern Washington. You can't get more white than that, bro. Loella Sig, she loved this guy, Benny Hinn, right? She's like, oh, chew me, hon. You got to come see this. So I watched this, right? Now, this woman is literally white. I don't get this Benny Hinn. I don't know where he's from, but he ain't white, right? Like, and he's got an accent. Lebanese, yeah. Lebanese, right? And he's got an accent. And he was coming up in a time when it was probably really racist in America, and somehow he's beaten out all these conservatives that on a normal Monday might be like, yeah, I don't know, Lebanese, yeah, yeah, Saudi yeah, Arabian, whatever, yeah, bro. You yeah, ain't in here. Yeah, yeah. But this guy somehow got in. Yeah. Okay, not only does he get in, but he dresses rich, right? So if you're sitting there, right, and you're like, well, I don't know if I'm going to donate my money to this church because this guy looks like he's spending it all on suits. Right, right, right. Got designer. That's, yeah, designer right? all the way. Right. So he's got all that. Right? So then Luella Sig's buying into this. And I'm like, wow, this is. Hold on, turn that down for a second. Look at this. Let me lay this out. So then this guy comes in, right? Now, not only does he have an accent, not only does he have a slick suit, and he fits almost every visual stereotype that you would have of a preacher that's on the take. Okay? Right. I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying that's what he looked like. Right. Then he's got this crazy hair. It's like, like great. No other, like no other. Yeah. Right. He's clearly like competing with Tammy Faye Baker in the mm, hair zone. Yeah, yeah. Like you're like, what is this hair? It looked like it looked like somebody did gray cotton candy around his head or something like right, that. And right. he's balding and the whole thing and he's sweating. Oh my God, he's sweating. Now, he's got a jacket. Sometimes he uses a jacket. Sometimes he uses a hand. I don't know what he's doing, right? But he's got two corn-fed Nebraska boys who are like real heavy and their whole job is to bring up like people with like infirmities and old and everything. Right. And they're carrying them up. Right. And these guys are all in line. You look in line and there's a line through the door of, of people with handicaps yep. and a crutch right, and you right, name right, it. Right? right. They get brought up and they're already like stressed out. I don't know what he said to them during this whole thing. And he's like, by the power of Christ, I you're healed. And he won't even hit them. He'll just go like this, wave the air and they'll just fall back. And I've seen him knock out a front row. <laughs> no, everybody's oh, going down. Everybody's going down in the front row, and there's people on the ground like convulsing, and right, it's like right, the right. whole thing you've ever seen. And guy throws his crutch away, and he's like, you know, moonwalks off the stage and everything. And I think to myself, how the hell is this going on? Right. This guy's a genius. Like, right. how did he do this? All right. So, chief, he's, set me straight. He's like Joe Rogan of the day. Right. You got millions of people listening. I know him personally. Great guy, good guy. I used to do, I, my son's been in the front row with me when, when his preacher's meeting, and I did what I call CDs for him, courtesy drops. Oh, and really? He's coming across, I'm going down just to make oh, it feel good. That really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? That's how it works, dude. Courtesy drop. I want a courtesy drop right now. <laughs> no, no, that no, no bro. I, I, I'm tired. Okay, I'm, all right. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. And he, they stayed at our house, another dream center in L.A., and his wife, I go, are you going to your husband's meeting tonight? She goes, I'm sick. I don't feel good. Right, I've seen that too many times. I mean, she's, I'm married That's to her husband. Guy. Right. You know, that type of stuff. So Sounds I'm like just, my wife. I, I know this I'm guy. I'm just saying, I'm not saying miracles like that don't happen, but the normal faith I live by is the miracle that, man, I used to put the green light on people, and now I'm loving on people, all kinds of people, every kind of people. Those are the kind of miracles that I'm really into. I'm the miracle of getting a dad to talk to his mom again, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. or that type mm -hmm. of stuff. Show right. up for his kids again. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. You know, pay child support. You know, right. Those right. kind right. of miracles. Oh, that's a real miracle. I've seen uh. courts fail at that miracle. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, yeah, the Benny Hinn stuff, like, I love the guy. Today I'd hug him and everything. He's a yeah. great guy. I believe he's going to be in heaven. But, brother, these people out here are twisted. I mean, like, just like I tell you, the Christian mafia is the roughest crowd 
in town. That's why I share my stuff because, like I said, nobody ever wants to. They want to talk about what they did 10 years ago. No, last night, did you feel like, you know, you know getting sex with that lady? Did you yeah. think about it? Right. Yeah. The Bible says to think it's the same to do it. Right. People don't want to get vulnerable like that because it'll affect their yeah, pocket. Yeah. Shame, you know? yeah. Right. How yeah. do I look? Yeah, that's how you become a Pharisee. But you, but you, I know some, but um, Phil, you know what you are? You, you, you are somebody who almost understands that you were delivered to reach a certain demographic and you, you go. really stepped into that and ran with that i think that you you are a voice that only certain people are going to hear man and and you've consistently been that and i know people of different uh, different races and creeds that no matter where they're from they still find the same thing that they're looking for in you yeah and that's like um somebody that they can relate to somebody that they can trust and and you kind of take it and you know, you you own it, you know? And uh, I think it's just really important that there's people out there that... Well, you see, when people, when you get credibility, that's why I said, you know, I, you know, first I didn't know who Schumann was, but I go, you know, you're the credible guy here. And then after listening, you know, podcast after podcast, podcast, get in, hear stuff like that. I go, man, the guy researching, you get to know people. So make yeah. a connection with people. Before you get to somebody's pocketbook, you get to their heart. And once you get to their heart... Whatever it is, like I says, and through the years, that's right, like I says, from just being an old heroin addict junkie, you know, reached these certain kind of people, but now they come in all flavors. It wasn't, back in my days, it was the gang member, the brown gang member. Right, right. You know, now it's all the white kids that we work with every day, you know, from everywhere. And I get it, but I get it the same, I get it the same way, bro. It's, uh, in, in, in the world that I'm in, and like mentoring or, you know, and I get these, it, it was, back in the day, it was like dudes that look like me. Or younger version, right now, it's all sorts of like oh, white man. kids, Okies, Archies, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, girls, you know what I'm saying? Like all yeah. oh, like so, but you understand it, you know. You've you've always been, you've always been cheap or fill, and you've not tried to be somebody else or try and change it. You just kind of expound it on what you are and spread it. Yeah, man, it's uh, yeah. It's a trip. What? Tell me something. There was something going on heavy with the, with the police down there at your houses at one point in time. I want to say like maybe it was three or four years ago, and they like tried to raid your pad or something. Seems like it was just a few years ago, but actually it was two thousand and eight. The future is a hefty responsibility, and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. 2008 was the head of the market for mortgage people making money before right. it all dropped, right? The bubble, countrywide. Yeah, and so I had, I had my little, uh, I had chapters. I've started a number of motorcycle clubs. Christian Motorcycle Clubs, but this last one I started was called the Set Free Soldiers. Mm-hmm. Coolest looking club, coolest looking bike. Definitely. And half of the, I had about 20 members in my Orange County chapter, and six of them were multimillionaires. Everybody was making their money in business, all legal business, good sure. stuff like that. When people come by my house, they see their Bentleys, they see the Bentleys, Mercedes, and all that stuff. They go, man, Pastor Phil, man, he's got some gig going on. He's selling mm-hmm. drugs. Right. It's easy to do that. No, I'm, you know, I'm the guy that my partners are successful in business. We're looking good and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and everywhere we go, like I says, just, man, the leaders, not just guys in the club, but from the other big motorcycle clubs, all were over at my house hanging out. Before you know it, like I says, and I can remember one of my sons, I'm not sure if it was MJ or Chill, one of them goes, boy, Dad, you know the nicest murderers around, man. Right, you right, know, because right, right, right. they're wondering, go, you know, how come, you know, uh, uh, these guys are always over at the house. I go, I'm sharing the love of Jesus with them, you know. And, I'm, and I was doing all those things, but I just attracted, you know, just certain of us attract certain things in life. Sure. And God's always had it where he did that stuff. So sure enough, if you go by and then surveillance cameras and things like that, I found out later on that for three years they were surveillancing me. Pastor Phil, but going, he's up to something. We know right. he's up to something. They got the bikers, all that nice stuff. They must be into what, prostitution. What kind, of, what kind of surveillance were they doing? Was it purely 
like from outside or did they get warrants to put shit up inside the houses? No, purely from outside. Okay. Everywhere I traveled for three years, like I says, the whole thing. And that's why. Um, did you do like like in Goodfellas where you walk up and knock on their window and say, hey, wake up. I'm getting ready to leave. Come on, guys. Let's go. No, I was drink on I was drunk on success. Man, I was so buzzed on. Man, look how we're doing. Look how we're rolling, man. Look how pretty we look. Look how cool we look. Matter of fact, there's a guy that came over to my house, says, hey, man, he want to look at all our bike stuff like that. He turned out to be Sutter, the guy who did the Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Copied the whole look, our patches, the whole thing's a black and white thing. Did the whole thing off of that. In other words, we were becoming a rising star in the world of not just bikers, but in just people. But we were a rising star with the feds, with the... You know, ATF, all those mm -hmm. people, too. Little did I know, because I was too drunk on how cool this is. Right. Wonderful. And then I did this crazy thing, decided I'd buy a nightclub. So Pastor Phil, uh, Club Tiki, Costa Mesa. Okay. Over there. I bought Club Tiki over there. Called yeah. It, called it Club Rock. You know, because with my youngest son, he goes, hey, we'll have bands and it'll be all cool like that. Right. Well, next thing you know, there's jealous lovers in any street Neighborhood world, biker world, especially, and here are these Christian bikers, Pastor Phil. Now they got a nightclub, gangster. They got Bentleys. They got Mercedes Benz. It's looking too good. There must be something Go. underneath all of this. There wasn't. There wasn't. Right. The only thing that was going on wrong with me is I was getting ready for a big fall, a big dive, a big one. Because I just led pride, you know, just getting away there. I was just loving it. And people would say things like this all the time. Hey, they're Christians, but don't F with them because they'll beat your ass. Right. And I go, eh, you know what? It doesn't sound that bad. Right. You know, and so I started eating that up. Right. You know, thinking, yeah, I come to think about it. Eh, hey, wait a right. minute. Now that you mention it. Yeah, that fits. <laughs> hey, maybe you better I'm not. Wear that a little hey. bit. Right, right. Yeah, and just Get twisted, just a, it's a tiny bit is all it needs. Yeah? And, and I'm the I'm the guy I've always because I've always worked rehab helping out people that I'm twice the age of everybody that I work with. So I got all youngsters. So I'm chief. I'm the leader of this. Right. I mean, I'm right at the front of the pack, man. They don't move till I move. Right. You know, I say so. Yeah. All that kind formation, bro. Feels good. Happy endings all the time. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> so so here I am. Like I said, all this is going on, yeah. and then uh, one day. There's always that one day. One day. Where it finally adds up. One day I'd taken a bike ride, and we're going to go to a few different places. Yeah. And um, I got those little signals in my mind that says, I don't go there. And, uh, you know, little bells went off. Yeah. You know, do not enter signs. You know, go the other way. All the warnings. We always yeah. know before. Of course. Yeah. You know, before the end yeah. of the, you know, we go off the cliff, like I says. The ones that you ignore. Yeah, right. totally, totally. Like I said, well, ain't nobody going to tell me where I can go. You right. Know? You know, I got to that Jeez. place where, yeah, legend in my own mind. Right. Yeah. Don't yeah. you know who yeah. I am? Yeah. Right. Or who yeah. I think I am. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, I actually got to that place, like I said, and it wasn't on drugs, this, like that, just on pure pride, just on, man, look what I've accomplished. And uh, that's how the devil got kicked out of heaven, you know. That's pride, true. You know, so. Lucifer. So here I was, like I said, and I say that because it can happen to anybody. In any situation, you know, sure. I, I got my marriage all together. Well, you better keep working on it. Date nights, everything else, because it could go at any time. Mm. So here I am riding into a, an, a into a neighborhood I know I shouldn't be riding into. Didn't matter what all the bells and whistles said, all the signs said, like I says, because I used the lion after this incident. I said I was the wrong place at the wrong time. But I knew I was going to the wrong place. I knew it was the right time, but it's one of those things. And there's jealous lovers in the community. When people see you doing good, mm -hmm. there's some haters. There's some haters that yeah. hate the hard luck show. I hate to break the news to you. Yeah. Oh, but you most know. of them hate me personally. I know. I get the comments <laughs> like, when are you going to get the Indian off that? <laughs> Jesus Christ, on, the guy's lecturing. Go on. And so here I am, you know, riding in the wrong place, wrong time, you know, and pull into a little place. The next thing you know, I get the fellows out getting little burgers, little stuff like that. We're at the Newport Beach Pier. Okay, I know exactly where that's at. And there's a little place called Blackie's. Okay. Little Blackie's, it's a little bar, you know, and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And our guys are really not drinkers mm. or anything like that, so you're getting food like that. But a couple of us go inside this. We're going back to the pool tables to do a little pool. Next thing you know, a uh, crew of people come in to confront us. They got a problem with us. Uh-oh. And um, so, uh, yeah. The town ain't big enough for the both of us. Yeah, you know, and it's, everything's always turf. Everything's always turf, you right. know. My neighborhood, my city, bikers claim 
coasts. They come counties, you know, all this stuff. So here I am in there, and these guys come in. And so my normal thing is, is I'm a peacemaker. Hey, let's talk about this. Right. We can work this out. But uh, I had one of them new guys with me, a hang around, as they call them in our world. Mm -hmm. And uh, he didn't know the political rules. And so somebody questioned him and said, uh, what are you looking at, punk? <laughs> and he turned around and looked at him and said, I'm looking at you, fag. And oh, that, you know, that's not, not the way thing. to answer no, that. <laughs> not a smart thing to do. Next thing you know, uh, a confrontation happened. You know, back right. in my days, earlier days, in my 20s, 30s, like I said, it would have been an old barroom fight. But this turned into a, you know, a not nice situation. Um, the other fellows that confronted us left. We stayed there. The police came. Boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. And uh, none of us got arrested. And uh, we, don't, we don't know who those guys are. White guys, that's all we know. Right. And uh, so we thought everything was cool. We knew there would be a payment to pay. That was round one. Right. We knew there would be payment to pay after that. But then the next thing you know, that gave the suspicious law enforcement group enough to take to a judge to be able to say, can we raid this house, the five o'clock in the morning raid? That's the one. You know, you got to you got to have certain thing, and they had it from the, all the surveillance, everything. It just looks like, talks like, it might be. Probable mm -hmm. cause. You know, probable cause. So here, two weeks later, on August 1st of 2008, at five, about five in the morning, I thought my kids had got a bunch of M80s or yeah, something like that that they just exploded the house on fire. I didn't realize it was flash grenades at our front door. Yeah, dude. They did flash them. grenades. Oh, they did them. They didn't do some regular oh, raid. They, no, no. They did them like they were doing the fucking. What was the place in Texas? Right, Waco. Waco. Yeah. Five yeah, city police that. departments, ATF, DEA, a tank right in our front door. Yeah, was it a tank? Holy smokes. Front of the biggest raid in Orange County history. And next thing <laughs> you know. about that, man? And the way, the way our, our group works, you know, I'm calling all my guys and you answer right away. Right. Ain't nobody answering their phone. I didn't realize they were already picked up, arrested in the Anaheim City Jail. Wow. And uh, they saved me for last, you know, and my wife and all my grandkids, kids, everybody they had out there on the uh, curb. That's I mean, the, just that's, traumatic. Right. Traumatic. Right. But all this was being built because... Man, what a what a education I got that day. Right. 14 years ago. That day is just like it was yesterday, but what a great education because I was drunk on my own pride this and that, you know. And uh saying I was the wrong place at the wrong time is the biggest cop up lame excuse you can give because the truth was I knew what I was doing. I knew where I was going. Right. And I knew that there's always you got to pay for your Well, shit. let me ask right. you a different question. Um so after the raid, what were we did were they ever able to collect any kind of evidence? They went through. I had, uh, that time I had five houses on the block. Mm. Okay, and so when they came here, they surrounded the whole block. You know, they had 150 SWAT team members. Right. They had uh, ATF, DEA, all the different characters from all over the helicopter. They had all the news reporters there. It was all set up. Right. It went worldwide, you know, on there, the whole thing. Right. So here they go. I, you know, finally they take me to the police station. The detectives are saying, "You're done. You're gone right, for life." Right. I mean, you know how they throw all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I kind of thinking it might happen. You know, but uh, we get over there. You know, it's a typical million dollar bail right thing. You know, and charged with gang street terrorism, gang this, gang affiliation. And I am the leader of the pack. Everything rises and falls in leadership. I right. accept that responsibility. Next thing you know, I'm over there with eight of my soldiers, the Orange County Jail, going through the loop. All the jailers are there. They've got they've got um, video things all around it, like I said. So they put on all of our videos, our soldier videos. We made music videos. My son did all those. So all the they're all cracking up, laughing. You know. Then they put some of our rivals and cells next to us to stir it up. I mean, just just making it a whole thing. But they went to our houses and literally. Went up in the attics to knock on the roof out, digging out the ground because they're looking for weapons, computers to find out about a prostitution ring, you know, drugs, all right. the typical things you think. They thought we were the sons of anarchy. Sons of anarchy. Real. Hadn't real happened thing. yet. Right, they right, thought right, we right. were the real sons of anarchy. Right. right. Hadn't happened. You know, all their suspicious minds. They didn't know that, like I said, this is a God group who got prideful, 
messed up on that, but never been about drugs, never been about violence, never been sure. about prostitution. And, you know, I did simple things that the detectives, I go, let our girls aren't into prostitution. They give it away for free in my crew. <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, they're, right. Right. What's the rule right. against yeah. that? What's the rule uh, against yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So it was a heavy, but it was a heavy-duty thing. So next thing you know, uh, you know, we're over there, at, you know, in Orange County Jail, you know. And uh, I looked at uh, my guys, you know, and I go, hey, I let us in this. I'm going to lead us out of this. Because I knew, man, I had a wake-up call. I had a, the aha moment, the epiphany, whatever you want to call it. I knew why we were there and that I'd let us down. You would let road. us there. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. It was my responsibility. Right. And I said, I'm right. going to lead us out. And right. the cool thing is it's, four, it's been 14 years in every single step of the way. Every single step. Not almost every Every step I can say is God is my witness. It's been a forward one. It's right. been a right choice. Going the right direction, you know. You know, making peacemakers. But I still had to deal with all the court stuff and all that kind of situation. After all that digging, though, what did they come up with? What did they claim? <laughs> here's, here's what they found. Like I says, after all that digging and stuff like that, on my dresser, I had a little vase. Pulled coins in, changed stuff, stuff like that. Well, one of the things that I'd put in there was a bullet mm-hmm. years ago. I got a couple of felonies from the past, 35, 40 years ago. But a bullet, I found out, is grade A ammunition. It's an A-class felony, whatever. So they had something just with that one That's bullet. That's a weapon. Yeah. That's some kind of... That's some bullshit because on the reservation, we make necklaces out of shit like that. Like, we love bullets. We got bullets all over the fucking place because we're shooting shit all the time, hunting and all this other kind of stuff. So having a bullet don't mean jack shit. And in fact, some of... Um, some of our Indian relatives, the older ones, they were in Vietnam and they came back with all kinds of shit that they didn't tell anybody about because they were right. over their final war. That shit gets passed around. So you got one bullet. Where's the gun? You got one bullet and somebody wants to technically create a case out of that possibly hey, they when could. When we went to court, a few days later, we went to court. What they did is they dropped the charges against all but my son, MJ. Mm. He had brass knuckles. They found at his house. What the fuck? <laughs> That's why he wore the sword shirt. Right, right, right. Yeah. What does MJ stand they for? They tell you about brass knuckles. Like, it don't mean nothing, but... I what does MJ sure. stand MJ for? MJ is my first and middle name, Matthew John. Got Matthew. Yeah. Oh, oh, I wonder where you got those names. Right. <laughs> right. Throwback. Yeah, Throwback. right, yeah. exactly. All right, your, your, your brother's name is Genesis. Yeah. All right, so anyway, so, okay, so they try to cobble t- together the case. They so dropped it all. All that's remaining is blah. Okay, what? So then they, they dropped the charges against all my soldiers except yeah. for my son-in-law, my son, and myself. Oh, man. Because they start letting them know, hey, if you're telling your dad, you know, we'll let you guys all go. Man. Sure. I mean, it was, they brought it to the family thing. Man. Because they had their own M.O. behind it. They sure. had their own little thing they were going for. They were going to take me down because all the way police department, they go, you're going for life. You're done. You're finished. It's over. And they haven't stopped thinking that to this day. But they did all that kind of stuff like that. We go to court. They took us to court. Uh, we got bailed out a few days later. Mm. Uh, we're going to court, and I'm going, oh, something's going on at the courthouse. Harbor Courthouse in Newport, because Newport's where we did our crime. So we got the Harbor Newport. You've been the place probably. Yeah, yeah. We're going over there, and I'm going, man, man, Gotti, somebody must be here going to trial. <laughs> got I mean, they had a, a hundred. The point was that they had a, a hundred sheriff's cars. I mean, right. something big was going on. All right. We pulled in. Who were they there for? Mm-hmm. For you. Mm-hmm. For oh, me. Yeah, for us. You yeah, know, for us, our crew. Our family, I'm going, yeah. are you kidding me? Right. These guys, I mean, what do they think? You know, they're thinking, because here's the problem. And I say this, like I says, in a really humble way. We, we're not into violence, mm. but we're a close family. And that day... I don't want to say we were on some winning end because there's no winners, you know, mm-hmm. and all that stuff down. But uh, we handle our business. Right. And because of that, you know, it was um, it was taken as, um, you know, they must be dangerous guys. Dangerous guys. They're yeah. what we're saying they are. So right. you walk in there. Yeah. They got everyone and their mama around there. And then you go in there, and ultimately, what do they claim, or what do they finally try to uh, convict you of, if, if anything? Well, one of our guys, I have a no weapon carrying rule. Right. You know, we restrain people. We don't use weapons or do anything like that, you know, when we see trouble. And everybody's, you know, some type of 
martial artist guy or something like that. Right. Just restrain. Never, Sean's uh, our guy. He's a you know, mixed exactly. martial arts. He's good with nunchucks. <laughs> Blue eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. But one of our guys didn't listen to my rules. Sure. And he had a little knife. Mm-hmm. And so he threw it to one of the other guys while this little thing was going on. And the mm. video camera shows him aiming the knife towards a certain part of a person's body, which I'm told is... Uh, it changes it from assault to attempted murder. Right, what? right. Oh, yeah. yeah, bro. There's all these little, little... Oh, yeah. So on the camera, it wasn't, you know, it was a little... ended up like a little nick. Mm. But, boy, they took that and... and ran just, with it. They ran with it to mm. where, yeah. you know, it was just... Um, it was a heavy-duty one. But this is where... It, this is a miracle of God how he intervened on it, like I says, because uh, he ended up... Um, and then my son-in-law, Turtle, when they went to... His house to, for the raid, mm. he pulled out a, you know, bevel barrel mm-hmm. because he's thinking it's the other guys. From earlier. From earlier. Right. Who, who we had a problem with. Right. right. So, you know, because there's always payback. And so here I am knowing and I'm responsible that I'm the reason leading this to that place. So, I'm, you know, that's humbling me heavy. And then I've got friends, acquaintances, whatever you want to call them. Who are hitting me up said, we'll hit them worldwide. Man. I mean, people who. Powder who, cake. I mean, people who who know that they'll do that. That's the kind of friendships I developed. Right. With people, you know, where, hey, hey, not going to happen. Right. You know. And I, and I, you know, and I'm going, man, I'm not, I couldn't go to sleep if I knew one person right. got hurt. And you're sitting on an atomic bomb with a fuse that's been lit in a gasoline lake. Yeah. And you're like, man, what am I going to do? So, like I said, fortunately, the, the, the detectives' cases, everything fell apart. This all over the place. And um, I think you got probation. Yeah. Got some kind of probation. probation. For, for, the the, brass for the brass knuckles. And I had no record before that. Right. Nothing. So that was all they could get because that is a felony. Because there's no uh, if you crime. if you ride it all the way out and really push it, you can get a fucking something. They really yeah. push it. I got it, it from TJ, like most do, as a little you know, right. little, uh, paperweight. Right. Yeah. They weren't on me when it happened when the altercation went down. Oh. So how could you house. have used it? Because they raided my house. They found it. Right. You can only use this for one reason, and that's to inflict they tore our places to so. bits. I mean, there's still stuff we never got given back. Oh, you know, right. Computers. Thank God they didn't find up. your switchblade comb they that you bought in TJ. You know, I, I wish I had that today. I would. You don't know something <laughs> funny, man. I mean, it, it, it's ha- I've had a lot of crazy stuff happen, but oh yeah. <laughs> I was on uh I had discharged <laughs> I had discharged parole and I'm with my ex and we're driving and I get pulled over in Culver City and I got a brand new Hemi truck and I'm with Julie, you know? And Julie's she the guy gave her two big yeah, beautiful like gifts. Penthouse. Like so we got pulled over bro, and these <laughs> these Culver City PD Love you, scumbags. <laughs> uh, pull over. They, they're mad. As soon as they look at her and they look at me and they see, you want to pull over? Oh, no. Nope, nope. yeah. And I, I, and they pull me out. They start switching the car. They start fucking with me. And now I start giving them an attitude. And usually I'm, I'm not doing all that because I'm not going to put myself yeah. into a twist. Right. But they're really bad. And there's nothing in the car. And there's nothing. And I know there's nothing. And I'm like, just let me get away. They pull a pepper spray uh, out of Julie's purse, yeah. which isn't even up front. It's in the back. And they fucking arrest me. Oh, that's it. I was still on parole. Yeah. Or ex-parolee couldn't be around the pepper spray. Yeah. And they fucking... Yeah, I was not on parole. That's what they got me on. An ex... They can do I whatever got, they want to do. Whatever they want to do. And I got on probation, bro. Man, on probation at like... 40 years old, 35 years old, they put me on operation for my girlfriend's pepper spray. On a pepper spray. Beat because man. there was nothing else. So, like, it's whatever they want, bro. Once P- they picture, determine. And picture this. medication, you know. Mm. It doesn't take much. So, it's, picture mm. this. Like I said, they put me on probation. They did it because, like I said, they go, they know that we didn't start this stuff or anything like I said, you know. But here at the end of the day, I'm 60 years old when this happens. Wait, how old are you now? 74. Get the hell out of here. I'm 60 years old when this happened. 
That's why I tell people, they go, well, you're a slow learner. I go, yeah, better late than never. Right. Yeah. That's true. I cop to all that stuff. God, <laughs> God saves the best wine for last. So, yeah. mm-hmm. But this last 14 years, like I says, man, what a wake-up call. Some people, well, you should have, but I did. Hey, it's okay. I, I plead, uh, Everybody's a genius in hindsight. I plead, I plead guilty, but God dropped all the charges on me. So I'm good with him. So that's the miracle. Yeah, that's the miracle hey, right there. God bless you, Jesus. These last 14 years, <laughs> everything. Is I've been able, boom, man, starting treatment centers, detox places, helping people. Tonight, in a little while in my house, there'll be a few hundred people over there. Like I said, it's called a night of inspiration. People get over there. Every kind of every kind of people, every four-footed beast, creeping, crawling thing will be yeah, over there. Yeah. Yeah. But they know when they come to that corner. That's Shmee. why I decided to rebuild the house, painted it black, just so the police can go up and down and, and I can remind them I'm still here. Okay. Yeah. Love you. Love you. Right. Love, you. Right. Love you. Hey, Mr. Police Officer, when you're ready to turn your life over to Jesus, come see me. Yeah. That's it. Right? When you want to stop fighting for the, 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 the wrong side, come see me because I'll help and heal you. Pastor Phil, I need you to uh, kind of <laughs> just let people know where they can find you, where yeah. they go to find out about Set Free, to find out about you. I know you have a great book. Like, Do you want to tell our listeners a little bit? Yeah, so? if you don't mind. Like I yes. said, my website is setfreeanaheim.com, mm. and you can find out information there. Mm. And then I got a magic da- magic-house.org is another website I have. And then I have the uh, Phil Aguilar SF is my Instagram, okay. and I got some books and videos, things like that. Mm-hmm. And a place called the Magic House, you can get the information off of my website there. Come there, I do recovery meetings, I do concerts there, get-togethers, mm-hmm. one-on-ones, mm-hmm. helping people. It's a place for encouragement. You'll see it's a beautiful big black house. We do baptisms there, we do weddings there. And the coolest part of it all, like I says, people go, what did you learn from all that? They go, why do you think it happened? And I go, God had all the tanks, all the the, the police officers, you know, M16s, 150 mm-hmm. pointing mm-hmm. at my doors and windows, all to just tell me how much he loved me. That's mm-hmm. the way he goes, I got to get your attention. You're one of them go yeah, big or go yeah, home yeah, people. Yeah, 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 right. You know, you just, some of us need to be shook by life all the way. Right. And so it's been great, like I says, and I get a... Just, you know, still still got a bunch of rascals coming over and stuff like that, but hey. Jesus loves rascals. What are you talking about? He sure about? does. He sure does. Jesus the first loves one rascals. that went to heaven right next to him was an outlaw. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And he That's wasn't it. doing all that judging. <laughs> he really wasn't. No, he wasn't. No. He was right. rolling around with people that look like us, bro. Right. That's what I try to tell people. I'm like, you think Jesus would show up now? He wouldn't He wouldn't look like you think he looks like. He wasn't like. playing golf at the Bel Air. No, no, uh, no, dude. Day, all the people in charge back then, whether they were Jewish, Roman, whatever, they were all all mad at him, bro. They were like, right, bro, you're right, messing right. everything <laughs> up, bro. Come on. Um, what about What's MJ? Man? MJ, you want to plug? You know, let what? people know. Yeah, appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Man, I get to, you know, do a lot of the, it's really our family business, our right. family passion now. And I have a place called Better Days mm. in Anaheim, mm-hmm. California. Mm. And it's betterdaystreatment.com. Mm-hmm. People can check it out. And mm-hmm. it's got all the fun facts about what we get to do and how we can serve people and their loved ones that struggle with addiction and mental health. So I get to lead that charge. So Awesome. Yeah. All right, Thank man. You. Yeah, brother. Well? Awesome, bro. Thank you, Phil. I mean, I feel Thank that, you, MJ. that gate of heaven Anytime. just open just slightly for your boy, man. I'm, I'm, <laughs> my, <laughs> I'm reaching my foot up <laughs> now. I might get in there. The Aguilar family. Yeah. Well, we got our son Rock, got our son Chill out there. Got yep. our son Geronimo doing time right now. But Geronimo, I love that name. Yeah, that's hey, my oldest son, yeah. Shout out to the Aguilar family uh, out, that's out there. And, and your son upstate, man, we're sending you our best. And... Uh, like we do about this time. Right, listen, listen. Supermaxhardware.com. Alvando Bowen. LLP. LLP. We wear braids to court. Listen, let me tell you something. Vibes what? Papers. Uh, cookies Apparel. Right. Estevan Oriel, Soul Assassin. Shout out DJ Mug. Cartoons. Cartoon. Let's shout hey. out to uh, hey, uh, PYFC. Yeah. Alex. Hey, and, and the People's Champ. Oscar. Right. People's Champ. You want, you want Santa Oscar Monica to come up? Oscar De La Torre, vote for that man. He's a yep. good man. He's the people's man. He's kissing babies right now. Cosmic Demise. Make sure you go check out Cosmic Demise and right. purchase fucking new collection. Right. We're we're starting a contest. You might get some Oh, free... and a skate contest. Right. And yep. there might be a, some free uh, a Cosmic Demise. If you can actually get Ali to emote, if you can make him give an, an emotion, yep. you might be able you to win a t-shirt. Something. Right. Sean. Movemental.media. 
Thank you. Wow, that's just... He look, he's almost crying right I now. know. Are you yeah. okay? No, I think he's been converted, bro. I think he's, uh, he's <laughs> getting ready. I think that eyebrows tuckling his head. He's mad his about water. what I said about Benny Hinn, right. bro. He's mad about what I said about <laughs> Benny Hinn. All right, look it. Hey. Like we do about hey, this time. It's hasta la vista. Ciao. Yeah. Westside Santa Monica. That motherfucking OG, there he goes again. Hey, I'm like a magician. Smitty is fucked up, bro. Right. Round one. Oh, what is this, man? As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.